Hello, welcome Coven to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast, where we're going to talk to you about some fun yarn stuff and some uh, offbeat witchy stuff too. We're so glad you could come and hang out with us today. I'm Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. Yay! Let's just get into it. We didn't have any news this week and we didn't have any finished objects because we've been terrible, bad, naughty knitters. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't finish stuff. Sometimes you just. It happens. This is a weekly podcast. We can't be expected to finish something every week. Mm-mm. <laughs> I do have two half finished objects, though. Ooh. Socks. Oh my God. <laughs> that pink sock. You made that I'll... so fast. <laughs> I did. I was you just showing. Even started it last time. I hadn't even started it last time. I um this is the Hawari Bazaar uh February anime club, which is the for Oren High School Host Club, which I'm re-watching right now. They are taking it off of Netflix at the end of uh the month. So oh, if you're gonna watch I was it. Gonna watch it. How long is it? Can I finish it's 26 it episodes? Oh, it's yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. It's very cute. But uh, and the yarn from Hawaii Bazaar inspired by it is very cute, too. I got the sock set. Uh, the main color is like a variegated pinky purple with uh, speckles of darker purple and a deep pink. And the contrast color is a deeper pink, like um, like really pink roses. I would, and means, I would call it Barbie pink. It is. It is Barbie pink. I love it. And I just What's, cast on a vanilla sock and I zoomed through it. What's um, your stitch marker situation there? Yeah. So I tried doing it um, where you count rows instead of measuring it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just thought I'd try something different. So I have like X many rows in the foot, I did another flegal heel. So the last one shows where I increased for the flegal heel. And then apparently I finished the rest of this in one sitting because that's that's how you do. I just thought I'd try something different. But uh, yeah, so I, Lauren's sock has stitch markers going up the side, like mm-hmm, almost I just, every inch. Yeah, I just put a bulb pin every 10 rounds just to kind of keep track of what I was doing because I didn't want to forget uh, for my second sock, how I made the first one. Um, but, uh, the person I'm making them for has the same size feet as me. And I tried these on and they fit great. Nice. Yeah. What is your big, uh, progress keeper there? Is it a burrito? It's a burrito. Burrito. Ah, (laughs) it's a little super secret burrito, little meat burrito with veggies in there. Little toasted, toasted burrito. Nice. It makes me happy. Yeah. And then the only other thing I've been working on is my other sock. I've been a sock knitter this week. I finished my first stereo isomer sock. This one only has one stitch marker in it to mark where I started increasing also for the flagel heel. Mm -hmm. So this one is from high contrast knits and design who we have a free interview from. Hey, that should have been news. We're terrible podcasters. Oh, we are. Yes. Free interview up on our Patreon an interview with Cynthia of high contrast knits and designs who does beautiful mosaic socks, most of which inspired by STEM. These are the stereo isomer socks and stereo isomers is a chemistry term. Then I'm doing these socks in my Spectre 4 colorway and then some black commercial sock yarn, West Yorkshire Spinners licorice colorway. And it makes me happy. 
They're very nice. Yeah. So if you would like to read more about high contrast knits, go to our Patreon and it's on our Patreon, but it's free. It's a public post that's free for everyone. So everyone should go read it, even if you're not a member of our Patreon. And there are pretty pictures and Mm -hmm. nice things to read about. Yeah. If you've got a little extra dough in your pockets and you're a sock knitter, maybe consider buying one of Cynthia's beautiful patterns and you can still support even if you're not a sock knitter or, you know, not looking to spend any money right now, just uh, going in and engaging in somebody's social media or favoriting their patterns does help. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So I finished that first sock. And so this stereoisomer socks pattern is meant to, you're meant to invert the colorways, uh, but I'm, I can't do that. (laughs) I need a little more matchy matchy. So I cast on my second one and I just inverted the color pattern or the, uh, the chart. I just mirror imaged it. So it does stay true to the chemical theme of a stereoisomer being kind of mirrored, but it is not a uh, different, you know, I didn't switch which color is the main color and the contrast color, but I have a little bitty foot. Cute. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah, that's all I've been working on this week. Nice. What have you been working on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is your hobby. You do this for fun. Try and sound happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I did work a bunch on this uh, sock for my dad. This is the second one of the vanilla mm-hmm. Regia socks that I'm knitting as a belated Christmas present for my father. Um, I had a bunch of Zoom meetings last week. So as you can see, I'm almost done with the leg of the sock. Nice. Which is just in some self-patterning regia. Yeah. And that's just been living on my desk. So whenever I like have a call or a meeting, I've been just knitting along on that. And the big thing that I have been working on this week is I have started a new pattern that is with Cece's Wool. Um, in her inauguration it's ladies of the inauguration set uh and i am working on a pattern with that yarn so i've been swatching for that and i've been doing a lot of sketches and math because apparently i can't do anything that isn't like really heavy geometry and uh isn't a technique i have invented so uh i've been doing lots of prep for that uh but here's the swatch Ooh, look at that nice yeah so it's uh little right triangles um Mm -hmm. that you start at the top well some of these were started at the point because I was Mm -hmm. testing things uh Mm -hmm. and then you decrease down and connect to the other triangles as you go Mm -hmm. so I've been working out that and working out how I'm going to write the instructions for that I did start the actual one but it's really small need to change project bags I have too many balls of yarn in my project bag I started the actual one but it's not Hmm. very exciting yet and I've been doing lots of sketching various Mm -hmm. triangle sizes and color planning how I'm gonna lay out colors oh my goodness it's gonna be so fun I love those colors that you got too yeah I'm very excited but yeah, so I've been doing a lot of just like planning for that. And I mean, there's always like frogging that goes into swatching. So that's really all I have to show for myself. I've been working on the waxing moon shawl, but I haven't finished a new square. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I don't think I've finished a new square. I'm trying to clear off my needles so that I can start mine. Yeah. Yeah. I just have lots of uh, 
in progress designs going on and wax or not waxing moon just moon clubs are shipping this week so i have spent a large chunk of my time in the past week that would have been knitting time packaging all of the lovely moon club bags they look so cute though i think everybody's really gonna like them yeah i'm excited Mm -hmm. but yeah that's really all i have (laughs) project rise good well i think we both acquired some things and i did we have lots of other things to talk about these things happen I acquired a few things. I found some really good thrift store finds this week. Did you? I'm in the I'm in the market for a butter keeper. So I was in the thrift store looking for a butter keeper with no luck, but I found I found a two dollar uh, taper holder for candles. Oh, that's I thought cute. I needed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just a little like crystal candle holder. Like it's vintage. vintage. <laughs> just a little clear glass taper holder. I thought it would be good for you know my various witchy bs Mm -hmm. and then i found at i i don't know how it is but like my thrift store always has really good like movies to find i hope it works i haven't tried it but i found amores peros like oh my gosh this is a really good movie if anybody hasn't seen it it's it's oh god i remember i first saw this when i was in college i haven't seen it i think it's case i think this says 2000 on here yeah, it came out in the year 2000. It has a uh, young Gael Garcia Bernal, who is incredibly handsome. Um, it's kind of, if you liked Crash, you'll like this. It's just like three separate stories and they all like vaguely interconnect and there's people across different social, socioeconomic, you know, situations and mm. just, you know, three different no, stories. They all kind not, of connect. Well, it wasn't really great when it came out, but it has not aged well, is Crash. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can definitely see. I remember that movie. This is not, mm-hmm. I don't think there's, there's no cops in this. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm, I know none of the main characters are cops. <laughs> I'm sure there's some, not every character in this is up to good stuff. So I'm sure they have interactions with the cops, but none of the main characters are. Yeah. Amores Peros found cool. at my thrift store. Nice. Thrift store movie find. I also got a bunch of seats. At the regular Ooh. store. I it's starting to get less now snowy you've gone here. Mad with power that you've grown some things. I I have. So you can assist in here some nice little seeds. Some seed ASMR. I just was at my local uh, store and I just got some parsley, some sage. I got marigolds, arugula, and salad greens. Cause I am just so hopeful. We have these little pot holders that we put on our deck. I'm like. I grew these babies. These are my cilantro babies. Oh, I grew these cilantro babies. I know. I'm, I've never had good luck with keeping things alive, but hope springs eternal every spring. And here I am trying again. So I have, we're growing really well right now is I have cilantro. And I have some time, little time babies. Little time babies. Yeah. And the only other thing I acquired this week is I got a package from you <laughs> and I can't, I can't talk about any of the stuff in there. Cause it's yeah. all secret, <laughs> but, um, I did get a bunch of tea lights from you and they smell great. I love Yay. them. <laughs> I won't tell you what smells they are. Cause some of them are in the moon clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are, but some of them are. Yeah. Emily makes candles and they smell yummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you acquire this week? Um, 
Well, on like the homesteading front, I've acquired eggs. 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 Yeah, I had them. We had our first egg when we recorded last week, but I forgot to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But we got this egg thingy. Uh huh. To live in the fridge because we like compost all of our store bought egg thingies, egg cartons that Mm -hmm. we have gotten in the past. And any ones that we have, we'll probably keep to give eggs to other people. So we don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about getting the carton back. So this is for the fridge and it stacks. So we have two of them. Oh, nice. Uh, But these are the eggs that we have. This is a white egg. It's a white egg. It's just a white egg. And uh, the chicken that is laying the white eggs is Flora. Good job, Flora. Yes. And then I also have this brown (gasps) egg. It's a brown egg. Who laid that? Uh, that's a good question. We aren't a hundred percent sure who's laying the brown eggs. Uh, it's probably, it's either Mim or Margo and it's probably Mim because she's a mm-hmm. Rhode Island red and they're supposed to lay earlier, but like, it's hard to tell. We're a hundred percent sure it's Flora cause we've caught her in the nesting box and she mm-hmm. like has a bigger comb and stuff than her sister mm-hmm. who is the only other one that's going to lay white eggs put those eggs down uh, how many but, eggs are, do you have so right i have now? those two right now but we ate mm. four for breakfast this morning and uh we had like seven over the weekend and our friends came over and we had a little egg tasting with them. nice chad, chad made hard-boiled eggs scrambled eggs and fried eggs and we had like little mini egg portion <laughs> that's so cute but yeah so they were really good and awesome. uh, one of the ones I had this morning had like a super orange yolk. So mm-hmm. I um, definitely remember when I showed up, I was like all of like 21, 22 years old. I showed up for my culinary internship and I was cooking and I cracked an egg into something and the yolk was bright orange. And I went up to the chef and I'm like, is this okay? And he's like, are eggs not this color in your country? And I'm like, no, sir, they are not. (laughs) Now now I know it's because of their low quality. Yes, they are that color. If the chicken Mm -hmm. is happy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So they're, they're chuking around. They got some strawberries the other day. That was very exciting for them. Oh, yay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. Um, and then other stuff that I have got is a lot of fountain pen things. Nice. Um, so I got this fountain pen that's a fi- mm-hmm. Pilot Metro. Mm-hmm. And I have the medium nib. Mm-hmm. And I really like this one. Um, it is my main bullet journaling pen at the moment. And I am filling it with samples of ink that I got. So it has oh. like this blue in it right Mm -hmm. now and it kind of changes color while you write with it it's like sheening which is neat Mm. um but yeah i got a bunch of little ink samples Mm -hmm. from how smeary are fountain pens so it depends on the ink that you use Mm. um so certain inks are very smeary but um this website that i got all of these uh samples from gouletpens.com uh, does a smear test on the inks and has a little swatch and they do like after 10 seconds, this is how much it smears after 20 seconds. This is how much it smears after 30 seconds. This is how much it smears. So you can see if it would be like too wet for your 
pen usage practices. I'm really handedness. <laughs> I was yeah, I was like, I really want to use like I'd love to use fountain pens, but I don't know if that's feasible for me as a lefty. Yeah, I know that they have they have a whole lefty approved pen page on Goulet pens that is just hmm. pens that left-handed people say work for them. So that's nice. worth checking out. But yeah, so I got a bunch of different fun ink samples in a bunch of different colors. This one's like super hot pink or no, that one's going to be red. This one's really purple. Can't really see Mm -hmm. on the Zoom camera. Uh, So that's exciting. And I got this cute little tray at Uh Target uh, because I'm just keeping the inks floating around in my drawer. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're going to leak in these little bottles, but you never know with extremely pigmented liquids so they can sit in this tray and they won't stain my drawer also when I go to refill my pens I can just take this little tray out with me to the sink to get going Mm -hmm. and then uh my friend Elspeth who's super into pens and has been my pen uh guide uh suggested that I get this thing which is Hmm. a little like test book with the ring so you can take out papers So I'm making little swatches of all of my inks. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, she said that she had a hard time keeping track of like what the inks actually write like, especially Mm -hmm. if it's been a while since she has used them. So I am being all organized and stuff. And it's fun. Also, uh, Chad tested my Pilot Metro when it came and then he immediately ordered one for himself. So Chad has one now too. (laughs) Does he do a lot of note taking or journaling? Yes, he also keeps a bullet journal. Um, He is much less prolific in his bullet journal than me. Uh, I believe he, yeah, he's still in the same notebook. When when we started bullet journaling at the same time, I have Mm. three filled notebooks and I'm halfway through a fourth one and he is on one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he does it a lot. He doesn't like do daily note taking or anything but he does keep like all of his garden planning he like Mm -hmm. designed the chicken coop design and like anything that he builds in there Mm -hmm. um so he is using the fountain pen in that yay yeah it's so fun yes um i also got a large bottle of ink to replace that uh ink that was the iron gall that was like questionable (laughs) to put Mm -hmm. in my pen that i talked about last time uh, so this pen that I talked about last time does have ink in it now. And I'm using nice. that one as like the black in my bullet journal and uh, as the main pen for my dream journal. So awesome. Pens. Pens. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's fun. I like using the different colors and I'm excited after this week, I'm going to switch out this blue to a different color. I'll have a very colorful bullet journal. Yay, that's so much fun. I love pens too. Mm-hmm. They So my handwriting is terrible because I am impatient and I uh, think faster than I can write, but I can write pretty fast with these. So it's kind of improving my handwriting. Do you mostly print or do you do cursive too? So I mostly do cursive mm. because I was really... I was like the last group of children that it was really drilled into me that I had to do cursive in elementary school. And then Mm -hmm. when I went to high school, they were like, you don't have to do that anymore. But I was like, you've made me do this for so long that my print is now terrible (laughs) and ineffective. Mm -hmm. So I 
I do write a lot faster in cursive than I, I, mm-hmm. I think everyone writes faster in cursive, but I write a lot faster in cursive than I do in print. And my print is pretty horribly not readable. And if I write in print long enough, it will turn into cursive. Yeah, I definitely write in a terrible hybrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can yeah. I can print like I'll either be printing like I'm lettering a comic book or I write in my like garbage like mix of print and um, cursive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My bullet journal, before I started using the pound, found pens, I was doing kind of the terrible hybrid situation um, because I thought it was a little bit more readable than the cursive in my previous pens. But it, re- I mean, it's really bad. It's like not, it is not readable. It's a little bit prettier if I just commit to writing in the cursive. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Everybody a lot did. of information oh. about pens and journaling. It's fun. We like these things. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to talk about our cult corner topic this week? Yeah. So we are continuing our color symbolism and we are on to yellow. Yes. I just kind of did a little Googling. It's really interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of positive, a lot of negative correlations with yellow, depending on what culture it is. But I definitely saw the same culture that there's Mm -hmm. mixed results. Mm -hmm. I think... As far as like pagany witchcrafty things go, yellow is often associated with the sun, mm-hmm. which is something that's a very happy, cheerful, joyous, uh, light thing, which is good. Yeah, it, I found in paganism, it often resents, represents intellect and mm-hmm. uh, inspiration, imagination, and knowledge. Yeah, but there's also too, like, I didn't know if we wanted to bre- breach into like gold as well. So I think we're going to talk about gold separately. Okay. Separately. Because it is a separate thing. Yeah. It's in a lot of witchcraft color systems, gold and silver are their own colors. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff I have written down is going to go into gold history wise, because in a lot of cultures, yellow gets associated with gold. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit of a mix, but we're going to try and only talk about yellow. Yellow just makes me think of lemons, which makes me think of happy, mm-hmm. like sunshiny, zesty things or limoncello or mm, I love limoncello. Like that. When you visit me, we shall imbibe it together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're going to uh, be so sick of us talking about me coming to visit you by the time <laughs> I actually come. <laughs> yeah. Although in my um, little bit of researching, I did see that yellow was the uh, the color of imperial royalty in China, mm-hmm. which I think is neat. Yeah, it's also, uh, they have colors associated with all four cardinal directions in mm-hmm. uh, Chinese folklore, but yellow is the middle color. Yes, so, I so saw that. Like important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the originator of the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. I did see that, which is good. Yeah, and other cultures, uh, yellow that I looked up uh, in Iran, it is Iran. It is the color of pallor or sickness. Hmm. And in ancient Egypt, uh, yellow was associated with gold, uh, mm-hmm. which meant that it was, you know, basically awesome because ancient cultures, they love gold. Yeah, um, I was also looking at the Egyptian stuff too. It was like uh, a symbol of like everlasting mm-hmm. life as well. The color yellow. Yes. And the skin and bones of the gods were believed to be made of gold. Neato. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. 
to have gold bones. Maybe not gold bones. Gold isn't a very strong metal. No. Rather have adamantium bones. Yeah. Like Wolverine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. What other things did you find about yellow? So yellow was a really widely available pigment um, for a very long time. So some of the oldest known examples of painting that we have are Hmm. in yellow um, because of yellow ochre pigment. Uh, And in the Lacau cave in France, uh, the the horse paintings that are uh, Mm -hmm. on that cave, uh, the horse is yellow. And it's 17,000 years old. That's so cool. Uh, also, color theory-wise, yellow is the only color that is in both the CYMK color model of color mixing and the traditional like art theory painting red, blue, yellow as primary yeah. model of color mixing. Hmm. Neato. Mm-hmm. So yellow yeah, is I... always a primary color, no matter how you're talking about it, unless you're talking about RGB, I guess, but that's all. Yeah. And I... Uh... Just flipping through. Oh, I didn't bring it over. I was flipping through the book that you got me, The Secret Lives of Color, and like remembering the little things that came up there, like like Van Gogh and how he used a lot of yellow in a certain phase. And I just think that's neat. Mm-hmm. And yellow is another color that's really easily visible from a distance. Uh, so mm-hmm. it gets associated with a lot of uh, objects that need to be seen, like uh, school buses and taxi cabs. Um, it's also used for warning signs, uh, and yellow traditionally signifies caution rather than danger. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like a yellow penalty card in a soccer match means like it's a warning, but you don't mm-hmm. get kicked out. And a yellow light on a stoplight is also a warning. It's a good point that a lot yellow definitely is one of those like high contrasty colors and you see it a lot in the animal kingdom as far as animals that wish you to be aware of their presence yes yes like bees and snakes and tropical frogs Hmm. yeah and it's the same is it a chemical i don't know what the right scientific word is for it but the carotenes that we talked about for orange mm-hmm. um, yeah carotenoids uh that is the same stuff that makes yellow in nature so like corn, canaries, daffodils, lemons, egg yolks, all that kind of stuff um, mm-hmm. are yellow because of the car- uh, car- car- carotenoids. So, mm-hmm. yep. And they're just like in a slightly different concentration than uh, when it appears orange. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. neat. And lots of flowers are yellow naturally. That's true. It's very springy. Mm-hmm. Because of all those things you said, egg yolks, daffodils, tulips. So springtime. Very very fertile. Yes. And it's the spring equinox coming up too. Yes. And honeybees. And honeybees. I love petting bumblebees. I'm not going to lie. They're They're so fuzzy. My bees are not fuzzy. They're smooth. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they do get really cute little yellow uh pollen pockets on their legs when they're bringing the pollen back to the hive and i don't know i just think it's really cute when they have those little pollen things on their bee butts Mm -hmm. it's interesting how there are all these examples of yellow resembling like that springtime fertility thing but it doesn't that didn't come up in my googling as far as yellow symbolism yeah i mean i think it sometimes different categories of things can get lost in a general google like if we looked up yeah 
holiday colors we would probably see like i mean easter uh Mm -hmm. does have a pretty big yellow correlation Mm -hmm. because of those flower nature connections Mm -hmm. remember last easter when everybody was freaking out because like oh my gosh we can't do easter yeah here we are a year later Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's been it feels like it's been a full year of like the you know, when you're in kindergarten and nobody can go out to recess until the whole class sits still and the whole class has not sat still for an entire year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These things happen. Sigh. Sigh. That was a little off topic. Anything else about the color yellow? That's most of what I had. Yeah, I didn't have anything that uh, insightful this week, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, yellow and orange are pretty closely related throughout history Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of some of the same stuff will come up for yellow and orange Mm -hmm. we'll have more when we talk about green green's gonna be a fun one yeah well i guess we're all done talking about a cult corner that just about wraps it up because we don't have any shameless self-promotion this week so if you're looking to find us around the internet, you can find us together everywhere as Fiber Coven. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Patreon, where we have that free interview up with Cynthia of High Contrast Knits and Designs, as well as lots of Patreon content. Our Discord is a happy, fun little place. If you feel like joining into our Patreon, we would love that very much. Um, if you're looking for my yarns, you can find me on Etsy as Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe, and you can find me on Instagram as Valkyrie underscore fibers. And if you are looking for Power of the Full Moon Club or my candles, you can find me on Etsy as Kitty with a Cupcake, or you can follow me on Instagram also as Kitty with a Cupcake. You can find all of my knitting patterns on both Ravelry and Payhip as Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray! And if you like us, and hopefully give us a good review hopefully you do if you made it this far you like (laughs) us yeah if you like us and you want to give us a good review uh please do that you know subscribe we would appreciate it cool well until next week kevin thank you so much for spending some time with us and keep making yarn magic bye bye